0: Mouse Madness.
1: I can't do the voice.
0: All right. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Pull uh, uh, the lever, crank. Let's do this for real. <laughs>
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mouse Madness. I'm your host, Irish Husky, and I'm joined here by my usual posse. Say hello, everybody.
1: Hello. Hello. Uh, Ah, Emperor Stoke Grove memes.
2: (laughs) All right, Uh, let's go down the list and introduce yourselves.
1: Hello, my name is Carrick Raccoon Bro and and I will be one of your hosts for this evening, who is, quite frankly, dumbfounded. (laughs) By everything. <laughs>
3: oh.
1: Yeah. Ouija, you're, you're, Ouija. 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 Ouija, you there? <laughs> oh my gosh, she turned into Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, you're telling anyway, me. Well, Hello, I am Ouija Prower and I'm an Impressionist. Yeah, neat. And I have made it my goal to do a unique intro for every single podcast so far. And so far, I haven't kept track of whether I succeeded or not. So You're viewers, not, do, not not do, do not let so me know so I can fail on my own.
2: Ah,
3: crap. We're echoing again. We're echoing
2: again. Quick, Jack,
1: quick Jackson, Jackson. Jackson, out and back again. Oh,
0: back again. Oh, uh, maybe. Right. I am Wesley, and you've never had a friend like me. That might have been better if another film had advanced, but I still wanted to use that catchphrase.
2: <laughs> okay. Never
4: Hello. Realized. Hello, I'm Jats 10 I'm an animation enthusiast. I'm also a writer and reviewer of animation. I'm also a voice impressionist. I do the lights of Roz from Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> and they also do Patrick from Spongebob Squarepants. Oh, yeah,
2: mm. neat. And I'm Nicholas. And by the time this goes up, uh, the World Series will be over. Let's hope for a Rays win. <laughs> All right. With introductions out of the way, let's get down to business.
1: Uh, Another reference that would have to been more defeat timely. The yeah. To defeat the memes, more All like right. it. Okay, so.
2: Alright. This is it. The finals. The last debate of Mouse Madness. 58 films entered, and two are left. We've got The Emperor's New Groove from Class A, the nine-seed, against the one-seed from Class D, the Lion King. Oh
0: my god! Could anyone... I have foreseen Emperor's New Groove making the final. I mean, i no, mean, no,
3: but I'm had not
0: Lion King. I had Lion King, but Emperor's New Groove.
1: I think when Emperor's New Groove beat Beauty and the Beast at that point, just anything was possible. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Boom, baby. Like, Chicken Little could have defeated Aladdin for all I care.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Chicken Little was already out at that point. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, getting our times mixed up—that's what this movie has done. It's uh, created a rift in the space-time continuum. Right. And
1: now we're just trying to endlessly floating in space and trying to get this podcast finished. <laughs> All right. For-
2: right. So let's let's get to that. Uh, once again, I'm going to go through both films' journey to this point. So, starting with the Emperor's New Groove, uh, in round one, it defeated the number eight seed, Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, fifteen to zero. As I always say, that was basically just a gimme round because who the hell cares about Ichabod and Mr. Toad? I do.
1: I-, I liked that movie as a kid.
0: Yeah, you might care about Ichabod at least, but not enough to vote for it over Cusco. Yeah, that I actually
3: happen. like. That I like Mr. That. Toad. <laughs> Well, Mr. In... Toad's the original crazy frog. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, in
2: any case, uh, round two was its first true test when it went up against the number one seed, Beauty and the Beast, and it won its matchup 20 votes to 10. Holy the upset damn. that basically changed the course of this entire tournament.
0: Oh, lordy!
1: <laughs> I, I wonder if people voted for it because of, A, my insightful commentary or B, the more likely one, the Internet. Probably the, probably the latter. Yeah. All right. In the Sweet 16
2: round, it defeated the number four seed Moana, 13 votes to five. In the Elite 8 round, it had its first true competitor with the number seven seed Mulan. Uh, this went to a 10-10 to 10 tiebreaker. Um I won't spoil which one won, but if you don't know by now, then uh, you clearly haven't been paying attention, so what gives? Well,
0: we said it at the beginning, so yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, if you you still don't know, then uh, all hope is lost for you.
1: And you should probably watch another podcast.
2: (laughs) Well, anyway, in the final four round, it went up against the one seed from Class B, Fantasia. I thought this was going to be another case like with mulan where the outcome was going to be pretty close that was not at all the case 18 to 7 so oh. the, so mulan was the only one that even had a chance of beating this movie up until this
1: point
0: yeah uh, one by at least a two to one margin for every round except the elite eight
1: exactly if only fantasia if only fantasia had a live action adaptation yeah but, but it, it did in it the form of the sorcerer's
3: apprentice and right, possibly the nutcracker into four realms right it's getting another involved mountain we're still waiting on at disney i want my live action chernobog that, that actually does sound pretty metal
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> it's gonna be played by adam yeah. Sandler. uh
1: get uh, uh get iron maiden to do the
2: soundtrack and uh have uh would, would, played by uh their mascot eddie
3: Oh no nice. wait, Danny DeVito has turned a bug. Yes <laughs> Okay, sorry hey, I am the black God I'm the leader mountain. of this
1: mountain, what's up? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna burn your village alive or whatever. <laughs> Do you want an egg in exchange for you giving me my giving me your soul? This is a very trying time. <laughs> Can I
3: offer you an
2: ice egg in this trying time? <laughs> <laughs>
3: whoops I dropped my monster spirit for my magnum mountain <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god always sunny is a classic
1: <laughs> alright well, forever all Man, right. cheetah.
2: so the emperor's new groove I don't think anyone could have seen it making it this far lion king I think we all expected it to at least make the final four I know I had this in my final two I think I had this one winning the whole thing so yes. Lion King's journey. Uh, as the one seed, it got a bye from round one. In round two, it faced a formidable opponent in the number eight seed, Hunchback of Notre Dame. It whooped it 15 to four. Um, In the sweet 16, it went up against the number four seed, Tarzan. Once again, whooped it 12 to three. Uh, The Elite Eight was the first time it had a really strong competitor with the number seven seed Lilo and Stitch. And although it wasn't a tiebreaker like Emperor's New Groove, it was still a very close match. Ten votes to eight. And that was also true of its final four matchup against the two seed from Class C, Aladdin. Fourteen votes to eleven. Not a blowout, but still enough to make it to the finals. I legitimately have no idea how this is going to turn out, but uh, the polls have been up for a while, and I just want to say, holy crap, the turnout so far. I on, agree. On, on Twitter alone, this matchup has more than 60 votes. The most I mean, it's we've, only
0: second day.
2: The most that we've gotten from wow. any other matchup was 30, and that was Emperor's New Groove versus Beauty and, of, and the Beast.
0: How did you get hmm. that many votes that fast? Uh I
2: think it's because I literally tweeted, let's see if we can get this to fifty votes. And uh it happened by the time I went to bed. I didn't even think you had fifty followers. Uh it was shared by people who have far more followers and far more outreach.
1: Networking. That's the key. Um oh, I should share it I should share it on my out of context Game Grump's account. Do which it. Which has seven which has seven thousand followers. Do it Do it. it.
3: Do it
1: now. Wait, post post it in the Discord real quick, and then I'll do it. Yeah. Before I forget. Do it. All right, so uh,
2: before we get into this debate, uh, I actually want to set a little bit of time, just maybe a few minutes, to uh, talk about the loser's bracket, Aladdin versus Fantasia, because one of these has to go home with the bronze medal. But since that's not really the focus of this podcast, we're not going to dedicate too much time.
0: I voted Aladdin. It's it's pretty fun. It's one of my favorites. Fantasia's good, but Aladdin has a little bit more nostalgia value, and I kind of like the character arc enough to give it the pass. And I made the genie reference at the beginning, so I got that. Get. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much on exactly the same wavelength as you, Wesley. I also
4: voted for Aladdin. As much as I lo- really love Fantasia,
2: yeah.
4: Aladdin is definitely one of my top three favorites. Yeah, Like. In general, like yeah. I just adore it. Yeah.
2: Didn't you say uh, last time that it was a uh, number two only to Lion King uh, for
4: my favorite for anime, anyway? Animated Disney films, yes, it was.
2: Wow,
1: I haven't voted yet, but um, I think uh, you guys can imagine how this song and dance goes because I am an Aladdin Stan until the end of time, and yeah. even though Fantasia, I was able to give it a another chance by watching it the way it was intended and enjoying it for what it was uh, Aladdin it's you know it, it's just it's much chal- out it's one of my childhood films like how can I how can I not
3: exactly I I voted Fantasia I see it as having like a bigger like historical importance to Disney as a whole than Aladdin that's All fair right. that's fair enough yeah. and I can't beat the mouse I'm a mouse simp <laughs> Yeah. That, say, how, I live the Mickey I breathe the, yeah. the Mickey I smell the Mickey Who's your favorite Mickey voice actor? I
2: think last, I like, yeah. I, I think last your... week has proven that uh, llamas beat mice
1: Who's your favorite Mickey voice actor? Uh,
3: though I initially grew up with Wayne Alline I have to say even though it's kind of like on and off I say Brett Iwan Okay I try to go with He's either. He's the one I actually grew up with most.
4: I I of go with either Wayne Outline.
3: The I also guy like who the one like, in the Mickey Mouse shorts slash Ducktales.
4: Like yeah, I love I love the one of Chris. I think it's Diamant I think Tom it's, Graham, Diam- I think yeah,
1: it's about,
4: uh, yeah, like him. Like the Mickey Mouse cartoons that he worked on, like are are probably my favorite. Version of Mickey Mouse. I
0: was surprised he was Darkwing Duck. I I couldn't even tell at first.
3: And he was also Uh, storkly. Me neither. He. I'm really glad that he was the one that was passed on the torch of the voice of Darkwing. He's got a lot of range.
0: Yeah. Jim Cummings, I think, is semi-retired now. So, like, Like, I really also love. I mean,
3: I would like mention something, but it's spoilers for Ducktales. I right. also really liked Walt Disney
4: as Mickey Mouse too. Like I thought he did a good job. Yeah, Walt uh, was
0: also yeah. the original. Walt was also the original voice of Minnie. If you can believe that, right.
3: really. I'm oh, pretty God, sure Lord. like a uh, Charles and Nash also voiced Daisy at one point. Oh, so that like were Clarence Nash, whatever. I uh, was thinking of Mario at the just then. So like, ooh, ooh, let's go. Wait, Mario, Mario really is the Mickey
1: Mouse of video games, isn't he? Yep. Yeah.
3: And that's why Never Mickey be... Mouse should join Smash Bros. Amen.
4: I will say this. For Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse, it's kind of sad when I got to hear his later versions of Mickey Mouse, like in the 50s and maybe 60s, because Walt Disney was, like, smoking, like, 10 cigars before he probably did it. And it's really depressing to listen to. Yeah. Yikes. Wow. Yeah, down like, um, when you hear it, I'm just like, forget the drug PSAs. I know thanks of this
0: never to smoke. Right. Yeah. You don't always die from tobacco. It's like that commercial. Yeah. All right.
2: Well, uh, enough about Mickey. He's out of this tournament. The llama defeated
1: him.
3: You can never kill me. I am inevitable.
1: <laughs> and, and I am...
3: <laughs>
1: oh yeah nope. it's all coming together
3: that's not very nice of you
1: the infinity stones are all coming together <laughs> all
2: right so let's get into the meat of this discussion final this debate much. emperor's new groove versus lion king
1: oh Go. my gosh i mean where do we even begin uh I think we're kind of beyond the point of it's discussing these nine films.
0: It's 2 kind out of 10s for me, so it's about equal footing.
1: Like, discussing these films individually at this point, I feel, is kind of, you know, right. beyond... We're kind of beyond that. We what, what we need to really figure out is, which do we prefer? Do we prefer the gravitas and dramatic nature of The Lion King? Or do we prefer the feel-good, like, buddy adventure and zaniness of the emperor's new groove it's because they're really two completely different films when you at the end of the day right but both
3: involve royalty
0: yeah i'm really glad to see people starting to warm up to emperor's new groove as being sort of a stylistic break from disney it's it's the new stuff it's like disney's new groove
1: wait (laughs) wait a minute (laughs)
4: You know, you, well, you know, on the subject of big on the subject of big cats, my own little kitty just came up to join me. Aww, yay! Special guest. Yeah, he's my special guest.
1: Right. So, uh, the the closest Disney film I can think of when it comes to like matching the zaniness of Emperor's New Groove humor is not even really a Disney film, technically. Uh, in recent memory. Toy Story Four, I felt got really close to that kind of humor, especially with the Key and Peele scenes. Really? Yeah, but, Ducky
4: and Bunny are always my favorite characters in that movie.
1: But uh, other than that, I can't think of another film that quite gets to the same level of just absurdity as Zampers New Groove uh, under the Disney name. Because you know, when it comes to an- animated movies, I could think of Sponge Out of Water. That's always my go-to when it comes to absurdist comedy. All right. But Which one
4: do you like more? Do you like the first or the second SpongeBob movie more?
1: Uh I'm I'm partial towards the second one cuz it's funnier. ah uh, that's 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 really interesting. Yeah, even though I grew up with the first one. I also like I feel it uses the characters a little bit better too cuz the first one just kind of has SpongeBob and Patrick. Uh,
2: I I cried like <laughs> a
4: bitch at the first one. Dude, yeah, the the drain rat scene. Oh my gosh.
1: Here's, I didn't cry because I didn't really understand mortality as a kid, so it, that scene meant nothing to me.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but and anyway, uh, there, when you think about it, there are some similarities uh, between the Empress New Groove and the Lion King when uh, you, you dig deep into it because it both of the uh, protagonists go through wildly different, like no, I mean wildly dramatic character arcs in their films like to the point where they develop emotionally and also physically too with in the case of the lion king he starts off as a cub and you know he's a childish and brash and stuff but by the end he's com- not only is he completely different and matured but we we also see that physically and then with the emperor's new groove he it, it's funny how he has to become an animal to learn to be more human. <laughs> so, it's like
0: brother. It's like brother bear, but done three years earlier
1: and much more funnily. Funnel, yeah. funnily, is that a word? <laughs>
0: it
2: is a word. Yeah.
1: It, it funnel. Funnel. Yeah, <laughs> my funnily cake, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of like
3: have layers.
1: Kind of like the same irony betwi- behind BoJack Horseman, where despite all the character, most of the characters being animals. They're super complex and act very human. And in the case of Emperor's New Groove, he had to turn and become an animal
3: to be human, like on the inside. Right. Whoa. That's pretty deep.
0: Yeah.
3: So deep, I could probably throw a brick and it'd it sink.
0: Yeah, and then you had, and then you also have the ideal of the the villainy role and how we have Izma who's trying to convince the, about the power switch, and how she's just all as animated and fine as Cusco, but doesn't really go to the same arc. And she just goes the opposite direction for the power hungry, greedy stuff. And then she has an accomplice, Kronk, who isn't really evil at all. He's a genuine, well-meaning, nice guy. And he does turn around at the end, so it's funny to see him do nice while being evil and stuff.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: the the classic, uh, you know, the the uh, dynamic of you know e- really evil pr- tiny person with a uh, their big lovable henchman. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: They're kind of like uh, flushed away, I guess you could say, with the uh, those two mice villains,
0: White and Whitey. Yeah,
1: yeah they they have a they have a similar uh, feel about them. Yeah. <laughs> Quick to the Ratmobile,
0: dude.
4: Yeah, I I I I gotta see Flushed Away again at some point because I
3: I always the movies
0: entirely in the sewer and there's only one poop joke that took
3: restraint. Yeah, I'm like that. That is a really funny movie. Yeah, Good for Ardman. Yep. But, um... Yep.
0: I did think that. I did like him for new group, but at the same time, it's Lion King, guys. It's, it's something so monolithic. The influence, the idea of this film, it's just so big and bearing that no matter what wins or what you feel about this, it's kind of a monolith. Think of it sort of like Star Wars or... Where I, where no matter how you feel about the movie, it's just part of the culture. You, so it's kind not necessarily that it's immune to criticism, but you get what it's for and how it and how it
1: represents the ideas of what Disney means. So yeah, and they uh, both have James Earl Jones. Yeah, and I guess with Emperor's New Groove, it's a bit more of a niche audience. Like, uh, because so, uh, I could if. You might show this to somebody, and, and if it's not their type of humor, then it's probably not going to be for them. Whereas with Lion King*, I feel like that storytelling is a bit more universal. Yeah. Like, like, you, you have, you have to—if you're—if you don't like *SpongeBob*, you're probably not going to like *Emperor's New Groove*.
0: Right, <laughs> and and that might have been why *Emperor's New Groove* was a was a tougher sell at the box office. Yeah, it's funny though.
4: Like, because with *The Lion King* and *SpongeBob*, they're like my two the ultimate two big things I love the most in animation. Like like, what, like my big things. Oh,
3: but yeah, if I yeah, were yeah. to
4: choose why I, I I personally would go for the Lion Team over the Embers or Groove, I'll tell you all. Come close. It's a secret.
1: Listening?
4: Yeah. Listening. Listen? Yeah. let's watch Banana with
2: <laughs> no, not that.
3: Yeah. Stomp him in the head with the stick.
1: Th- have you
3: serious.
1: ever? <laughs> have you ever seen the YouTube poop the lingo Kingo? Uh,
3: I, I, I think. I- What's it from? Please Do send it? a link. Yeah. I want to check that out later. And
1: like when it gets to that scene, he just like <laughs> he just spashes him in the head repeatedly. It does. It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. Uh, I this, wait. Isn't this the same guy who did the Toy Toy series? I, I don't think
1: so. Probably.
2: <laughs> uh, those are great.
1: Son, uh, I'm very brave. But Dad, you're not. <laughs> you're dead. <good>. Uh, <laughs> uh, but
4: like, um, I love The Emperor's Groove. It's definitely a really funny film. It's Especially in my top ten favorites. The Lion you King, know, though. There's no way I can vote anything over The Lion King this one. So when you really think about it, Lion King was Disney's first ever original
0: film. All the <coughs> I'm kidding. Are,
1: yeah, you better we, be.
0: We kind of discredited that a long time ago. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, and your movie, your movie sucks, but that's a bad. You should yeah. all check that two and a half hour video out, by the way.
0: we're Not really Hamlet either. I mean, I mean. Simba work, doesn't have a moody scene, he doesn't try to expose Scar first before the killing, and unlike Hamlet, he wins.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's really as bare-bones Hamlet as you can get. I think you... it's
0: closer to an actual African legend, the Epic of Sundiata, about a king who, whose dad is overthrown by a jealous uncle, and is forced in exile and comes back with an army.
4: But with, like, it's still like its own original thing, even though it also has the elements of Bible stories, like Joseph and Moses, and, Mo- yeah, Joseph right. and Moses, like, it's still its own thing, like, yeah, especially like, um, The Embers are Groove, like, um, it's a fun comedy, but I can understand why it wouldn't be for like everybody. The Lion King, I, in my opinion, has the things that are like for everybody, it has drama, it has. <laughs> really great wholesome heart in it it has hilarious mm-hmm. comedy it has great animation It has great songs but i like developing john and tim rice a great score by Hans zimmer a great feeling of african told african culture like this whole time you just feel like you're in africa so I have this whole thing the scope of it is just huge yeah, like the africa. different shots they show of africa like it's a place that i really wish i could go to africa simply right. because of seeing this
0: movie Right, and again, um, no humans at all in this movie. Even Bambi had man off-screen. But this one could be set in the past or the future, and you wouldn't know, because it's all animals doing animal things and living as animals. They even get the food chain
3: down.
1: People seem to like to... It's the
3: year 2021.
1: People seem to like to forget that not only does Kimba have a bunch of human characters, but... Its moral is, like, completely the opposite of the Lion King's moral. Yeah. It's like, uh, everyone should be vegetarian in Kimba's world, is what he says. Oh.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so is,
1: it, is it me, or does Kimba
4: so- kind of sound like it's um a cult? Well,
1: uh, I mean, yeah, and also people say that Simba became vegetarian when he, like, lived with Timon and Pumbaa, but no, bug, a- bug is meat.
2: Bugs are meat. Like, I don't I know. know what. Humans who live off of insects. Yeah, so like, someone are, post that Incredibles 2 meme with Mr. Incredibles going, Bugs are meat. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. But um How can you but, change yeah. meat?
0: So I, Kimba though, the Tezuka run of Kimba's pretty good too. It's but Kimba's all kinds of messed up and weird. And it's also a different type of storytelling. Japanese versus Western.
1: And yeah. me and my friends love uh, talk, love uh, bringing up the elephant genocide scene because of how over-the-top it is.
4: Holy oh. crap, when I saw the Elephant like, genocide what now?
1: Yeah, there's a scene from the original Kimba series where the humans uh, come to the conclusion that they need to exterminate all the bad elephants, so they get a bunch of panzer tanks and like blow up the side of a mountain and crush all the elephants under it.
2: <laughs> oh, oh shit,
3: that time. wouldn't happen if Babar was king. That's so yeah. it's so violent. You know what? I'd love to see that, but with Babar leading the charge, so it's just humans and Panzer tanks versus King of the Elephants.
1: I remember Babar as a kid. Uh, Babar he, is badass.
0: Some odd memories, but I
1: don't remember,
3: The only thing I remember of it is him like eating an apple in the middle of a road. How to walk on two legs after learning in a after living in a human society. Oh
1: my gosh! A and then he taught
3: other elephants to walk like that. If that like, is impressive. Oh, I don't know he what what is better.
1: Kim- Kimba does that too in the manga. He like stands on all twos and wears overalls.
3: <laughs> I Mickey
4: Mouse
0: pants. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I also remember from Kimba, there's this weird scene where um, Kimba asks this tiger, this flying tiger says, "And besides, why do you have wings?" I, I'm like, "And besides." I'm like, I'm sorry. That would be my first question.
1: And then the tiger responds, "Why does anyone have wings?"
4: Uh,
1: because they all drink Red Bull. Uh, all the all the villains in old Japanese cartoons, they all talk like that. Like, oh wow, yeah, like they're they're holding their nose. Like he's going over that cliff. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Okay, so you bring up many good points about The Lion King, like how important it is, how dr- the drama is timeless. Simba goes through an amazing arc. The All of the side characters are enjoyable and serve their purpose expertly. The pacing is perfect, like most Renaissance Disney films. The songs are for- forever hummable. Scar is awesome. Mufasa is awesome. But, can the Lion King do this. What does that have to do with...
4: I don't know. He's, he's, he's not playing. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: that, by the way, I was doing a handstand for those of you who couldn't see.
4: Uh, I'll take oh, your
1: look. Ooh, impressive.
4: At the, same time, though, I still, at the same time, though, I still got to go with the Lion King, though. Mostly because, like, I'm just amazed on how much the impact, had. not only how Disney, but it also had on me especially like i will also want to speak up for the female characters like nala and sarabi because i think they're really good characters too
1: yeah i mean sarabi Sur- Sur- like even though she doesn't have many lines like i, I still like remember uh how like badass and stoked she was like when she was you know walking around like like near the hyenas like she wasn't even phased by them like oh man she's awesome Yeah, they
0: they really did their research with African ecosystems. They had hyenas as scavengers taking the lion stuff. They had the correct displays of lions with their prey. They got right that warthogs and meerkats are both insectivores.
1: By the way, uh, that's something... I I keep forgetting to ask this, but... uh, And this is probably going to be my last chance since uh, this is the last time we're talking about Lion King. But... uh, so, is that a thing in real life where, like, with prides, there's only, like, one or two guys and the rest are all females? Yep. Pretty so much. So, where do all the guys go?
0: They form their own prides. They go off and <clears throat> they go off and rest on their own and do and do things with their own ones. And they can take over a pride by facing the male in combat. And then when they do, they kill all the cubs of the other lion. Hmm, the oh my man, god. Two
2: male lions going <laughs> out <off> on their <laughs> own. <laughs> oh my god, is that why they're called <laughs> prides? Yeah.
4: But I'm like, but it's, it's Disney. I don't think they're really going to go that far with that.
1: Yeah. Well, because, like,
3: my question. Disney, siblings, the parent killers. Way.
1: So, yeah, that's my question. Does Nala just have a dad who is, like, do- off doing his own thing?
3: Well, in a normal
0: pride, Simba and Nala would be half siblings. But I think we can give Disney
1: the benefit of the doubt. But let's but let's not talk about that, <laughs>
3: right?
4: I also I also really like Nala. Like I li- like how she grew up like almost as mischievous as Simba, but while Simba was growing up with Timon and Pumbaa. Nala grew up to be more responsible in her own way, and she went to go find help.
3: Yeah, it,
1: mm-hmm.
4: a nice, nice, nice contrast between the two.
1: And right, it, it's really it's really cool because at that point the whole story is basically from Simba's perspective. So when she appears, you know, like in in the jungle to attacking Timon and Pumbaa and uh, Simba comes to help them, we are just as surprised as he is that that is Nala coming back from his childhood. And so we're, we feel that impact just as much as him. Like, oh my gosh, it's her, like my, our childhood friend. And because of that, we are just as excited as him to you know, see them back together again. Cause we saw how good of friends they were.
0: Right. Yeah. Like and another thing about lions that could be kind of funny. If you think of this movie, lions sleep 18 to 20 hours out of the day.
1: Oh yeah. So this is I probably
0: guess the only action they get all day.
1: Hakuna Matata. Yep. Ah,
0: and, yeah, I like
1: that. I like that. There's nuance there. Like they don't say that Hakuna Matata is bad at the end. Like just like sometimes Hakuna Matata is for the best.
4: Yeah, that's why I like too, and uh, I also like that even though the story is from Simba's perspective, it's still a really good character-based movie. Like, every character gets like the appropriate amount of screen time.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Zazu uh, serves his purpose well in uh, during Simba's childhood, but Uh, uh, Rafiki serves his purpose extremely well during uh, Simba's adulthood. mm -hmm. Uh, all All those all those characters have. Uh, their standout moments like no oh, what's what's the name of the the pit like they that they put Sasu in
4: oh um the birdie Boyle.
1: oh yeah that's not the, not the burning boil then he like flies off like a looney tunes character
4: not the birdie Boyle. it's the birdie Boyle.
1: the birdie boy. oh birdie Boyle. yeah I, I guess Burning Boyle would be uh redundant now that I think about it <laughs> yeah I'm still I'm still not sure. By the way, which which film to go with? I haven't been swayed one way or the other.
4: I think what I also love about the Lion King is its great use of colors. If I were to choose, like um, the Disney films that were the most colorful, like in a row, like it was like with Aladdin, The Lion King, and Pocahontas. All the films had great. Colors. Yeah, I like,
0: definitely do think Lion King is probably the best-looking Disney movie. It just it pops pop. out at you, and it uses the digital coloring to its advantage really well.
4: And when they're like in a background that's like shading in red, they look red, and they still like have have their original colors. Whenever they're under a blue light sky or in like a patch of leaves with a little bit of green, they still have their original colors, but they always pop. It always stands out. The Ambassador Drew has good colors, but the Lion King, it really just stands out beautifully. Just making yeah. Africa look yeah, good. The look good.
1: Honestly, yeah. I think Hercules uh, gives it a run for its money, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah, I will say but, that. Uh, Lion King arguably perfects the caps digital technology that was started all the way back with Rescuers Down Under.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's a very noticeable difference. Between the Little Mermaid and Rescuers Down Under, because even though Little Mermaid is timeless, they didn't have uh, that digital coloring back then. Right. So my mom and I watched the Rescuers and the Rescuers Down Under back to back because uh, she remembered seeing uh, the Rescuers as a kid in theaters, and so she wanted to see both of them with me. And I remember being like, "Oh my gosh, this glow up is insane!" <laughs> because I thought the because the Rescuers I still think is one of the ugliest Disney films.
4: Yeah. What well, did your what did your mom think?
1: Oh, she loved it. Like she thinks Penny is Penny is like one of her favorite Disney characters because she's so adorable. <laughs> uh. What the did she end well. the sequel? Uh, she, thought, she thought it was good too. She she wanted she although she was upset that there wasn't a scene where the kid like reunited with his mom. Like they just kind of left like his mom just thinks that her son is dead and we never get a resolution to that.
3: Uh. Oh, oh my god, that's true. I never thought of that. And <laughs> a good yeah, reversal of the typical Disney norm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if it's a good thing, though. Right. Well, Why said that. it was a good thing? Into the <laughs> National film registry in
0: 2016. They have that for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. It hmm. I'd say it earned that place in the big vaults with all of them. Cultural, yep, helped Disney and made them back on the powerhouse be- it's still the highest grossing 2D animated film. Mm-hmm. Historical? Yeah, it's the crown jewel of Disney's Renaissance. It's I think adjusted for inflation, their highest gross well, maybe Snow White just barely edges it out. But no wait. Or a lot but Lion King would still make over a billion in today's money. And aesthetically, we talked about the caps, so check, check, check.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think uh, Ember's new groove is going to be getting into that registry anytime soon.
0: <laughs> I submitted it. You can go on their website and submit your own ballot. It's open to the public. You can pick up to fifty. And I submitted it. Oh wow. I don't
1: know. I don't know if they uh, take memes into account. Do they? They, they kind of do. They had
0: the. They had an abstract documentary about thirteen lakes get in one time. Hmm. Makes sense of context.
4: You no, know, another funny fun thing I love about the Lion Cane is just how good they make the food look in that movie. Whether it be like that big melon that Rafiki crats in the sort of life and when he finds out Simba's alive. Oh yeah. Oh,
1: the right? little cream filled kind, my favorite. Yeah, the buds.
4: The buds especially look good. Like you it looks like you could actually like eat that stuff. And even down to that big um zebra leg that the hyenas were eating. Like it looks it looks like from the way they're eating it looks like i want a piece of that too
1: we're fresh out of zebra yeah any antelope nuh-uh poe nope (laughs) Uh, how would you guys react if uh every time uh i said a word that ends with p i was just like hey what's up (laughs) would you guys would would our our friendship be over (laughs) would would our friendship
3: be over Yeah, would it be over? (laughs) What friendship are you? We've been talking about our friendship. We were never friends.
2: (laughs) Oh no! And one more thing, I never liked your spinach puffs. Never going down.
1: (laughs) I'm through messing around. (laughs) See you later, fools.
3: Uh, Yeah. What? Okay, so. He we shall all... smite the wicked and plunge them into the fiery pit. So, we all know that uh,
1: basically e- almost every single person in uh, Lion King is a-, a celebrity of some kind. You know, like Matthew Broderick, James Earl Jones, Rowan Atkinson, the whole shebang. What What is Moira Kelly known for other than Lion King? Who? Moira, the person who voices Nala. <laughs> Yeah, see, exactly.
4: <laughs> oh, I I just didn't hear it first. Like, Mo- Mariah Kelly. I think she's. Mo- Moira? Moira? Is it Mar-
0: Irish name?
1: Mo- oh, it's pronounced Mariah?
0: She's Karen Rowe on the teen drama One Tree Hill. She was Donna in the Twin Peaks movie. And that's about it.
1: Uh-huh. Cool. I, I didn't. Well, I'm glad I asked that because I've been pronouncing it Moira this whole time.
0: Yeah, Moira, that's the Irish name.
1: So it's... I, I'm supposed to pronounce it Mariah?
0: No, it's Moira.
2: Trust Moir- Irish. Moir- okay,
1: so it, so it is Moira. Yeah. Oh, hey,
2: okay. the, first, the first film she was credited for is called The Boy Who Cried Bitch.
1: <laughs> 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 Man. It's funny a- because it says bitch. Exactly. What it. A- Oscar-worthy, iconic portrayal. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh, it was an indie again, film from '91. But yeah, again, I think Twin Peaks movie would be probably her next best-known thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, and apparently Robert Guillaume is. That, am I saying that right, Guillaume?
4: Yeah. I think it's Robert Guillaume.
1: Guillaume. 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 Okay, he was. He's also in Guys and Dolls. Much less. Like Nathan Lane and Ernie, Ernie Sabella.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing the guys and dolls recording when I was really young, and I heard Nathan Lane's lead point Detroit, and I was like, "Oh hey, it's Timon.
4: I yeah. know that voice." Yeah, funny thing about um guys and dolls, like um Nathan Lane was actually known as John Lane, but when, oh um, yeah, that's right. When he played um Nathan Detroit on Guys and Dolls, he decided to change his name to Nathan Lane.
1: Cool. Forgot about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so um, we, we had remember, so we talked about uh, how if, with the, the remake, the only person they got back was James Earl Jones even though most of the other cast members are still, you know, working today and how it's kind of insulting that he, they considered him to be the only person not worth replacing
0: Iron said he was yeah. gay
1: well okay i have a bit of a conspiracy theory as to why he was the only one and you you guys can feel free to call me out if you think i'm just uh being stupid but i i wanted i think the only reason they the only person they got back was james earl jones is because they wanted to you know boast and brag about how uh diverse and like their cast was, like, I think they wanted to get as many African-American actors as possible, with the exception of Timon and Pumbaa.
0: But then it wouldn't be diverse if it was all one race, now, would it?
1: Yeah, well, see, that that's my pet peeve whenever people on Twitter are like, oh man, I love Black Panther, it was so diverse. And I was like, there were only two white guys in it, what are you talking about? But like, so that-
4: I heard that with Star, that Jeremy Irons actually said he would have rep- played Star again if they asked him. But yeah, they didn't I... even bother asking him. Yikes! It's another thing I have with like the Powerpuff Girls remake and Scoob. Like the the original actors themselves publicly said that they were hurt that they n- didn't even bother to go ask him and say, "Hey, you want to play these characters again?" They did. They just totally went behind their backs. At least... Again, again,
0: Welker was in Scoob. They could have <laughs>
1: just it's so weird. It, it's at least with Sonic the Hedgehog, like Roger Craig Smith kind of. Pa- like gave Ben Schwartz uh his uh blessings. I'm pretty sure there's a picture of the two together like doing the Spider-Man point pose. Nice. There is That's awesome. Wow.
4: That's that's sweet.
1: And plus like Sonic the Hedgehog has had so many voice actors over the years that it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with like Fred, he's been voiced by one guy for sixty years. Hearing him oh.
4: like in stoop is so oh really doesn't sit well with me because I'm so used to him sounding like Frank Welker and he's been voiced him ever since 1969.
0: Yeah, I think he's the only voice of Fred.
3: Yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. uh, Frank Welker only voiced Fred from the beginning. With, with the exception of uh, a pup named
1: Scooby-Doo where he was voiced oh. by a kid.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. The only adult voice of Fred.
1: Yeah. No, they, oh. Uh, oh, they should have
2: yes. gotten, fr- gotten Fred Welker for pup named Scooby-Doo. But just have him use his normal Fred voice. <laughs>
1: oh, that would be so weird.
4: <laughs> uh, like, I actually rewatched a pub named Scooby Doo like earlier this year, and I was surprised at how really funny it was. Well,
1: th- I say Red Herring
3: is best character.
1: Yeah, Scott Menville. <laughs> I, I you know I I say that, but then again, Japan has uh, Grandma Goku like been voicing Goku for the past thirty years, even though she doesn't sound like a man at all. <laughs> like yeah. uh, the japanese dub i mean uh oh i see i see the picture
3: by the way Ouija. Very nice.
0: yeah, it is. Oh, that's very nice <laughs>
3: at one point i was thinking of a funny like gag cameo of like ro- of robotnik like showing up in the second movie and like one person just says jeez that guy's crazy and it's what?
4: what was out?
3: that? Like a casting gag of the current voice of Eggman commenting on movie Eggman saying he's crazy. Oh, Mike Pollock. Oh. Yeah. That that would be that would be neat. <laughs> or like a scene where they're going to a casino and all the previous voices of Sonic are playing blackjack together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they they get Julia White,
3: uh uh Ryan Drummond, Jason, Jason Griffith.
1: Yeah, I, I'd I'd be down for that. Okay, so and Mar- like
3: Sonic shows up at the table and they all just look at him and he's like, "Hi." All right, so
1: we are talking about Empress New Groove and Lion King tonight. Boom, baby. <laughs> uh, okay. After hearing everything, I- I'm trying to put a piece it all together. I think. I'm I'm going to be Devil's advocate and uh vote for Emperor's New
2: Groove because
1: mm. uh, even though like you, you everything you guys said is absolutely right Lion King is like the magnum opus of Disney it's like the best like storytelling you can possibly ask for and just know, something about Emperor's New Groove man I just I just can't like turn my t- attention away from it it's just it's become a part of me at this point and
0: mind if i give an analogy it's kind of like Aerosmith's big hits dream on and walk this way are the ones that people know and kind of respect as being good but then the wild card is sweet emotion not everyone likes sweet emotion as much but those who like it really do love it Mm
1: -hmm. call me a hipster if you will i don't care i just that as just uh, what my heart says and i must listen to it i i'm going to vote for emperor's new groove and i will eat chips on camera if it wins
4: wow
2: all right i will
1: i will eat some chips yeah <laughs> that, is, that is my that is my promise yeah
2: i'm i'm listening to my heart right now it's saying i should not have had that
1: burger tonight <laughs> 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 you, you're having heart palpitations. <laughs> Minor. <laughs> It'll go away. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh I think ultimately, for me, it comes down to you know which one is more, I guess, uh, culturally relevant. I don't know if that would be the right word.
1: But uh, like, are you more you culturally what, impactful? What people- Okay,
2: yeah. And uh, for that, my vote does go to Lion King, and it only came down to that because I like these movies pretty much exactly the same.
0: I see. It's not like sort of like a toss-up between what you wanted to win versus what you thought should have won.
2: Yeah, basically. Also, I I, uh, predicted that Lion King would win from the beginning, and I kind of want to see that happen.
1: (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing. I also think Lion King deserves to win, but I... I just can't I just uh, I, I gotta I gotta be that guy in this case you know because yeah, it's like um if you like because Lion King is great but like I don't see that doesn't make a uh, Beauty and the Beast any less worthy of winning or Mulan any less worthy yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: so like I, I'm actually genuinely curious uh would the Lion King have beaten any of those other movies if it fought the, them like early on
4: I have faith
2: that it would have. I, I think it would have. At the very yeah. least, it would have put up a very strong fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, in fact, the groove is is like 97 Arizona, where it played three of the four one-seeds. The way the tournament is structured, you can't play all four, but it played three of them.
1: That's true. But I guess, I, I guess in the case of The Lion King, it's just a bit too culturally significant like uh, even when compared to its other contemporaries from that same era because yeah. like there's a reason it beat aladdin like, even though both films are regarded around the same caliber it's and just...
0: back to back
1: yeah it, and like they even it, they both had remakes very recently it just lion king is just that much more in the public uh conscience okay
4: mm-hmm. Like an, like another mm. fun fact to learn about The Lion King is that um, Gregory Peck, the man who played Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird, I just said The Lion King is like one of his favorite movies, if not his absolute favorite. Wow. That's, that's
1: some that's high praise.
0: He was he was a pretty big person. <laughs> way back in the day, he petitioned Jungle Book to get a Best Picture nomination. Really? Didn't write.
1: Of yeah. all the films he could have petitioned, he petitioned Jungle Book.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, all right. To each his own, I guess.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. So to have so to have him talk about Lion King again just shows how his Disney fandom didn't wane.
2: True. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. I, I kind of feel what you were saying, uh, Carrick, about you know how it might be like too culturally impactful. And honestly, well, I'm, I'm not
1: saying I'm not saying that as a detriment. I'm just saying that it, in this case that it like, it, I'm speaking about the Emperor's New Groove's, like, chances okay, of winning.
0: Oh, by like, the way, compar- compared, the compared to beating the... Has hmm? the fastest EGOT. Franchise EGOT. In just four years, it won an Oscar, Emmy, Grammy, Tony. Oh, cool. Wow, man, that's something. It won the Oscar and the Grammy for the music. Same stuff. In it, it won the Emmy for Timon and Pumbaa with Nathan Lane doing the voice of Timon, and then '98 it opened on Broadway and took home all the awards.
2: Wow! I swear,
1: these Oscar films like they only ever give the Oscar to animated films like for Best Song or Best Animated Feature. They they totally just invented that slot so they didn't have to nominate another film like Beauty and the Beast. The first
0: animated film to win competitively was *Pinocchio*, and it was for best song. Mm. Uh,
1: uh, you know, we, that's another that the Oscars is another story for. Yeah. Yeah, a lot but
0: *Lion King* was the superior yeah. guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, even even after you know adding that category, we've still had a couple uh, best picture nominees animated. Both Pixar, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh yeah, I still I still think Inside Out should have gotten a Best Picture nomination. Yeah, I, was yeah. thinking, you
4: know, yeah. I, I was thinking Inside I was hoping that Inside Out would not only get a nomination, but I was kind of hoping that it would actually win.
0: Yeah, that would have been I amazing. I, I, I thought do. Zootopia had an outside chance for its year as well. It seemed like the exact kind of movie Cami likes, and if it were live action, I hate to say if it were live action, it would have probably cleaned house. Mm.
1: I, I just I feel bad for Anomalisa though, like that director like poured his heart and soul into that stop motion film and like no, then like it, nobody cared about it when it came out.
0: Right.
1: Stop motion is dead. Like, how is Leica still making money?
0: Because oh, yeah. their because guy Trevor Knight, he's the son of Phil Knight, the CEO of Nike.
1: Wow. Well, good go for them. <laughs> Keep, keep making creepy uh, stop-motion films to traumatize yeah. our children. Yeah. When please. it comes to
2: making movies, I hope they just do it.
1: Yep. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, just do it for the sake of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, I just got what you said. Yeah. Uh, Never mind.
2: Yeah, no, you know what? You know what should have won an Oscar? Uh, that minute-long uh, stop-motion guacamole short.
1: Oh, oh that, dude, yeah. that is one of the most yeah. science... Yeah. It is one of the most satisfying animated shorts I've ever seen in my life. Exactly. Yeah, me
4: and Mom, there's some that me and Mom always always do, like, back, starting back in 2012, I think. We always attend the Animated Short Film Festival, like, the ones who got nominated for the, an Oscar. And we always our vote to see which one we think should win. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and they sometimes show a few other shorts, and some of the shorts that they showed have gone on to be some of my favorite pieces in animation.
2: Hmm. Yeah, is fresh guacamole one of them?
4: Yeah, like that was that was a great short that we that, rem, that me and mom remember
2: seeing. Hmm.
0: Nice Piper, that one was pretty neat, pretty
2: cute. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite part of uh, that short is the end, is the ending where uh, the chip breaks in the guacamole. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that is so good!
2: It's, uh, nice subtle garnish with a poker chip. <laughs> Like that that's pure asmr right there
0: right asmr kind of works on me but not to the extent they say but that short that short was pretty nice and creative
2: yeah I, I feel the same way about uh the cleaning scene from toy story 2
1: yeah oh yeah or or the uh the first time uh remy makes a dish inside gusto's kitchen yeah. Like, mm. like great
4: guess... thing. A great thing about um the cleaner scene from Toy Story Two was, unlike the soundtrack of her Toy Story Midway Mania, I think what it was called, was made to like a jazzy theme and like fits too because the cleaner theme w- was such an iconic piece of music from Toy Story Two.
0: Right. A mm. key thing to look for is repetitive sound and motion.
1: Yeah. It's just like new. Da, just... da, da, da. This is called transition, kids. <laughs> yeah. It's it's called subtlety. <laughs> what's that? What's that? <laughs> no, but it's good though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, so Ouija, what's your vote?
0: Ouija, we didn't hear from you. Are you still there?
3: What? What Who is that? What use it? Are you alive? Uh, yeah. G. <laughs> <laughs> we well okay. Now an hour about why I can't... I'm, I vote for Emperor's No Groove. Price Cusco.
1: <laughs> oh, alright,
3: well, there you go.
0: Alright. Price Koska. If Lion King wins, there will be there will be rejoicing and head nods about winning. If Emperor's New Groove wins, we're in it for the beam. It's a win win. Yes.
3: We're gonna set this entire world on fire. The Emperor's I... New Groove should win because it's the biggest joke win of them
1: all. <laughs> it's the equivalent of Kanye West becoming president.
3: Don't But I... so one of the First things
0: president to have written the number one hit. So,
3: but <laughs> here's the thing. The emperor's new groove winning is a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I would vote I would vote for JFK. If Nothing would... bad ever happens to the Kennedys. <gasps> <laughs> My abs are cheese grater. I like your funny words, magic man.
0: I'm glad I gave I'm glad I gave Clone High another shot. <laughs>
3: Me too. Is so.
1: Is just classic. Lord and Miller humor. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you gotta know some stuff to get. To do okay.
2: it. Well, I think no matter what happens, I think this tournament has definitively proven that Cusco is, in fact, the best Disney princess.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Without question. Because a simple does yeah. doesn't count because he becomes a king at the end. Mm-hmm.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. No, what about Star? I think Star's the best Disney princess. <laughs> he
1: does have sensational moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does have animals following him. I said sensational moves because it sounds like sensational news. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Trying to think, and he does have magic hair.
4: Oh, he has the magic hair.
1: And he has animal sidekicks.
4: Yeah. Like Rapun- Rapunzel, you have some stiff competition with stars. Harry locks.
1: Yeah. It, uh, so, is that a thing? And uh, another thing in uh, Pride that there are two males? There or, can
0: be two.
1: So, like, if, if they're brothers?
0: Yeah, if they're brothers.
1: Or, like, if uh, one of the other uh, females had a, a son, like, does the son just, like, have to go off on his own, fend for himself?
0: Kind of, sort of, yeah. They can inherit a pride, if again, if they fight for it and then kill all the other guys' cubs. But,
1: Man, lion royalty. It's almost yeah, as messed no, up as... It's almost as mess- messed up as French royalty,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just as much inbreeding, but but um also uh, yeah, it's been a while since I watched an actual nature documentary, but it's clear that the people who made the Lion King did their research.
1: There's got to be a documentary out there narrated by James Earl Jones. Like right, that seems but- that seems like a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, but they used actual lions for reference. They had they had the They had visits to Africa, touring it. Although the geography's kind of weird. They sing in Swahili. They have the shot of Kilimanjaro. Then they have the jungles of the Congo and the traditional Sahana and the Kalahari, which is in West Africa, just on the other side of Kilimanjaro. Maybe they just wanted it to be generic Africa.
1: Yeah, I guess they didn't want anybody uh, uh, making... Uh, assumptions.
4: Maybe because they want to show Kilimanjaro in the distance, I guess.
1: So right. they could take more liberties. <clears throat> oh, by the way, have you have you guys seen this meme?
0: Yeah. am <laughs> 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 also
1: um, I like you, cut, G. <laughs>
0: yeah. Also, um, Toto lied. Kilimanjaro is 100 miles north of the Serengeti. Mm. Mm. Uh,
2: oh, it, man. Africa's it, like... Uh, one of two good songs toto has
1: is it oh no take take on me guy uh, aha Uh he's the guy who does simba's voice right like singing voice i think so really and then i think uh, right
4: is am i right so i'm joseph a williams i think
0: no it's not him
1: oh I know what? in
0: the sequel it was Leonardo, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Clark. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I keep I keep forgetting what. Who knew a Ninja Turtle could carry a tune? He. Oh, he t- oh he, no, he's in Toto. Never mind. Okay, just okay. So, yeah, uh, it all comes full circle. The singer for uh, Simba sang Africa. Yeah. Wow! Now, now, now that's now that's a circle if I've ever seen one.
0: You never
2: knew That's know. the circle
0: of life. Yeah, yeah. my that's, mind is officially blown.
1: That's a that's a good red versus blue joke, by the way. Where like they think they time travel. It's like, oh man, we completely messed up the timeline. And then Caboose is like, uh, no, I think it's a circle. Time is obviously made of circles. That's why clocks are round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: That's and actually
0: it, pretty sound logic.
3: <laughs> that is actually pretty sound logic. After all, it, time like, is a big ball, of wibbly wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. He's like basically
1: the savant of that uh world. <laughs> uh, i I can't really uh I can't really think of anything to add. I, I feel like we've sucked both of these films dry. <laughs> For i me. mean
0: we've been with them for five rounds now our the groove was the second film we discussed on the first episode when it was just nick and i that's true
1: at this point uh my main question is what are we gonna do for our next podcast where we announce the winner i've thought I, of that
3: i say we should well, reenact phantasmic
2: actually no yoda jacks thought of it and i agreed with it tell him. Yoda. oh yeah our top 10 f-
1: favorite films disney films
0: I'd have to determine an order. It's gonna look really weird, and again, the votes wouldn't have determined my overall top ten.
3: I already have my list ready. Spoiler alert: they're all prunes. (laughs) Spoiler alert: they're all they're all Lion King. Number ten, all
1: the Black Cauldron. Number nine, (laughs) Lion King. Okay, I already (laughs) have my. I already have my top ten.
2: Uh, spoilers for number the list. Nine, it's, uh, number nine, f- from the Black Cauldron. Number five, Emperor's New Groove. Number four, Emperor's New Groove. Three, Emperor's New Groove. Two, Emperor's New Groove. One, Zootopia.
1: <laughs> oh, that yeah, that make by all means, that makes sense.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> number fifteen, no, but I do, I do actually the Black have... Cauldron. The last thing you want in your Disney movie list
1: is a Black Cauldron filled with necro, the powers of necromancy. <laughs> I actually do have my top 10 And out.
2: I've had it planned for months, so I'm going to reveal it next week. I'm not going to elaborate too much because I'm planning an entirely separate video for that.
1: Yeah, uh, I I don't want to get too in-depth in in my list as well because uh, that's something that I might do in the future.
0: I'm going to withhold my hand too, but also note that the list itself will be very fluid.
1: Oh, How is this going to go? Are one
4: of us going to list them? He goes number ten. Then we. Then he does number ten. He does number ten like that.
1: I think that makes the most sense. That works. Okay. That that way, everyone yeah. uh, gets a chance, and it doesn't feel too right. lopsided. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, talk about whether we agree or disagree with those placements or those films. Should right. we? Yeah. Should we include honorable mentions? Sure. <laughs> sure. Because I there? feel like if we do, then we could just have as many as we want, yes. and it could go on forever.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to have a uh, 48 honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> 48
1: honorable mentions.